So thank you for this privilege. Shall we pray? Father, it is our song and it is our prayer that you are good. We are so grateful to you for all that you do and for who you are. Ancient of days, we come before your presence tonight with hearts that are grateful and hearts that are humble to receive you, to embrace, to honor you in our lives and in our marriages. That at the end of it all, when you shall come back, you will see us faithful indeed. We bless you that you are coming for a church that is without spot or blemish. And we in the Covenant Family Church, we are without spot and blemish. Because we are preparing our vessels, O oh God, to welcome your appearing. That when you shall come, we shall be just like you. That is our prayer. That is why we gather every day in great anticipation. As we purge our vessels. As we sanctify ourselves. As we worship you in, with our songs. And as we serve you in diligence. And in all faithfulness. My God, all that we do is awaiting your coming. That you will come and you say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Come into your place of rest. Ancient of days, we are ready to receive of you once, once more. Do what you do best. That is what no man else or no one else can do. Be magnified in our midst. In the name of Jesus. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. We declare to you, you have no access. We charge this premises. And all its environs, a thousand meter radius, we command no access to any demonic machinations. Any infiltrations from the pits of hell, we silence it. We push back satanic forces that are, have resisted the truth of the word of God. Any demonic force that had fought marriages will push you back from this church, from this environs. We declare no penetration free. It is a penetration free zone for us, the children of God in this assembly. And anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord is truth. Father, we bless you that you do a great work. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, we have prayed. And let God's people shout a great amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you take your seats? Today we are going to take our message to another level. Yesterday was just the introduction. <laughs> we are in warfare, you know, ladies and gentlemen. The battle that we face is not about... The fact that we stood behind this altar and we said, I do. There is so much more that is at stake here. Your soul, your life. Whether you and I will make it to heaven or hell. It is dependent on how serious we grasp this. That when you go before God in intercession, in warfare, and in worship, that you know that you are fighting for your own soul. The soul of your spouse. And the soul of your children. That is what the enemy is after. But he, will, he can't touch us. 
I have a favorite statement. Can touch this. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ah. And um, last week, last I think two weeks ago, I had a surgery, and Pastor Al- Al- Alfred's wife. She was going through the shops and she saw a mug, and it is, it's written on the mug, "Can't touch this." And because I say it all the time, she said, "Oh, this is for Pastor <laughs> She bought it. And after the surgery, anytime I drink my cup of tea in it, I tell the devil, can't touch this. You can't touch me. Nothing can touch you when you believe that nothing can touch you. Nothing can contend against you when you believe that nothing can contend against you. Because greater is he who is in you than any demon that seeks your life and the life of your family. In the name of Jesus. Today, the title of the message is lose him and let him go. Say it with me. Lose him. Shall we turn our Bibles to one of my favorite chapters? John chapter number 11. John 11. We shall read from the verse 44. Because of the brevity of time. John chapter number 11. We're going to do warfare. And a lot of it. Because tomorrow is a rest day for all of us. John chapter number 11. Let's go to, let's start from 40. Please. Jesus said to Mary or Martha, that time I think he was spoken to both of the sisters. Like the man of God said earlier, maybe you are thinking that because I'm not married, this has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you, even if you're not married, Mary and Martha were fighting for the soul of their brother. Maybe you have a brother. Maybe you have a friend, a male friend. Or you have a son. It's all about the male gender. And Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God, 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was, was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, For I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you have sent me. 43. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus! Come forth. 44. He who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped up with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Lose him and let him go. Hallelujah. Such a profound chapter. I believe your, your pastor had taught great revelations about this very chapter. It carries the weight of the power and God in another dimension that the disciples never knew who Jesus really was until he said those words to them. That he was the resurrection and the life. 
Hallelujah. From the verses 1, there is a beautiful story about a family who really loved Jesus and Jesus loved them in return. And the story goes that one nice day, the brother amongst the sisters fell very ill. And the sisters, knowing how much Jesus loved, especially the brother, the Bible says, send for Jesus. And the, and the message was very simple. Lazarus, your friend whom you love, is sick. Hallelujah. And they were expecting that when Jesus hears these few words, he will leave everything because Mary is the woman in Scripture who saved up her whole year's income, came to Jesus, bought a, um, a box of alabaster um, spike nut oil, the most expensive oil. If you save up a whole year's income for one person, I believe that if God is to tell you that put your whole income's money in the pocket, you will fight him. You will even think it's the devil who is trying to mess you up. <laughs> She bought it, she poured it on the feet of Jesus and washed her feet with her hair. There was a great relationship between Jesus and that family. Because any time he's passing through, he came to the house, they fed him well and his disciples. So he really loved them. And the man of the house was sick. So the sister sent to Jesus. And Jesus, knowing the end of the story, decided with his disciples to wait. My God, how many times have you prayed and you know that the, the prayers are emergency prayers. They are desperate prayers. You have fasted and you have prayed. You have believed God. You have done everything. You have sown a seed. You have, done, you have rolled in your womb. And you know this one will work. But God is delaying. There is a desperate situation with your spouse, with your children, with your business. And you need God to come through quickly. And he's taking his time. Because he's the author and the finisher of everything. He knows the end from the beginning. So the Bible says he waited. He waited for four days. And I said to the disciples, come with me. My friend Lazarus is asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. Oh my God. When you read things in scripture, take your time. He says, my friend Lazarus is asleep and I'm going to wake him up. And then someone said, hey, if he's asleep, he'll wake up. Nobody sleeps forever. He said, oh no, 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 no. I don't mean, I don't mean that kind of a sleep. He's dead. But for the glory of God, let's go and see what God can do. This analogy in scripture typifies many, many situations in our homes where you and I feel that the situation has no solution. Because by the time the God, Jesus and his disciples got there, the Bible said that Lazarus had been dead four days, buried. And there was a stone that had sealed the tomb. When the sisters heard, first Martha heard, she ran to Jesus if only you were here. Haven't we said to God, if only you had come earlier. My son, my brother, my friend, my husband would not have left me. If only you were here, my husband would not have done this. 
That man would not have done. We have a long list of if only you were here. But tonight I have an assurance from God for you. That when you invite Jesus on the scene, it doesn't matter whether the thing is dead. Oh my God, did you hear me? It doesn't matter the way the situation. I can give you a, a testimony. One, uh, um, a week before our inauguration of Hands of Our Men, we inaugurated this wonderful ministry in uh, Westminster. That was how powerful. This vision is a powerful vision. So, the week before, I was ministering in a church. And um, one wonderful woman was sitting there. She was crying. I didn't know the story. I found out after the inauguration that this wonderful woman who was crying and was listening and was praying, her husband had just left her and the four children a week ago. He left this wonderful woman and her children in England because when his mother died and he came to the funeral, he met a woman. I always talk about the figures. The figures. Eh? <laughs> He saw something that had more hollow in the middle than his wife's. So he went after this woman, and after the funeral, he came back to England and dumped the wife and the children. He came to Ghana. So when the woman was listening to me and she was crying, little did I know that she was weeping for the man who had just left her and the children. When we finish, when I finish ministering, I said, Rise up and pray. It doesn't matter. I preach this very message. Nothing dies in God. Roll away the stone. We'll come to that. The woman prayed. So the week of the inauguration, she was sitting with a man. I didn't know. Listen, when somebody is sitting next to somebody, there could be anybody. So I don't suspect anything. The man, hey, he was all. Thank you, sir. You are really encouraging me to preach. I said, Mom, yes, preach it. You are blessing me. After church, I said to this guy, Kaji, thank you so much. I said, Mom, you have no idea. I had left my wife a week ago. She prayed me back. She said, You came to their church. As you preach, she received the message that nothing dies in God. And you are the resurrection and the life. And even though my husband has left me and the children, you are able to bring him back. Here I am. So as the story goes, Martha confronted Jesus and Jesus said, don't worry, I am. I'm the one who makes all things new. Oh, hallelujah. I am the one who makes all things so beautiful. So the master ran to her sister. The master is here. My God, you know what the meaning of master? Adonai. The owner and the possessor of all things. All things consist by him. All things were made by him and for him and without him. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him is life. And the life is the light of men. He is the one we are talking about tonight. He's the one who turns all things around and makes all things new. So Mary also came and she asked, hey, if you were here, 
says, don't worry. Watch this space. She followed him. They came to the grave. And Jesus saw the chief mourners. <laughs> we the fancies. I think the Ashantis are taking over. But wait till we try. Wait till we know out. Hey, Jesus. My God. So the chief mountains have all gathered and they were displaying their grief for the loss of this young man. Lazarus was a young man because he wasn't married. There was no account in scripture that he was a married man. It means he was young. The devil knows how to take them young, but he's a defeated fool. Tonight, whatever he's taking, he's bringing back. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So when Jesus went to the tomb, he saw this. The tomb has been sealed up. He said, Lord, you know, me, you, me, and, me and you, we know the end of the story. But for the sake of these people, do something. That they will believe that I am the one who have sent so he said to them, roll away the stone. Huh? They said, Lord, no. He stinks. He's been dead. Four days, he stinks. God comes on the scene to change it. But we tell him, no, no, no. As for this one, there's no hope. My God. Many times, we say to him, it's gone too far. There's no hope with this one. There was one such man that I knew this year as I preached in the church. As I ministered Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just before the end of the message, he didn't wait till after the message. He came crying. I'm still against God. I'm still against my wife. Scratch it. He's crying so much. Things coming out of his noses. He was desperate. He says, okay, okay, I am not God. Just go to the water. Make your peace with God. So he went there for a while. Did his own thing and came back. What bewails you? I say, I have had 13 girlfriends. 13 women. I have 13 women outside my wife. Miss Mawa. From every region or every tribe. <laughs> One from the north, south, east, west, in the middle. So when I finished the regions, I said, okay. Maybe since I'm a fancy, I think you have four, three fancies. <laughs> You're all very racist, tribalistic. I was serious. The man was weeping. I said, okay, where's your wife? When the woman walked to me, I saw in, his, in her eyes that she had been, it, literally she was a dead woman walking. So, so, forgive me. 
This is what happened. This is like a dream. I don't even know how I found myself with 13 women. Hey. A child of God, I'm not talking about an unbeliever on the street. A born again man of God filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the leaders of this church is what I'm talking about. I said, you've made your peace with God, made your, make your peace with your wife. Held the wife. Looked into her eyes and said, forgive me, it will never happen again. The wife, they cried together. It was a big cry. As we speak, they have three beautiful daughters. Man of God. During the course of the meeting, when I was ministering for, for people, and I said, anybody who has been wounded by the ma- your father, whatever, come. These girls came. One of them said, in class, she cannot see beyond, she can't see anything on the table, the board. She can't read anything. So the teacher brought her to the front. She still can't read it means that whatever is written, she has no understanding, she has no clue. So she's failing in class. Another one said, she can't hear anything that is said in class. Even though she's sitting in front, she can't hear anything. The other one also said, I, don't, I hear, I see, but I don't understand anything. Hey. You think you have problems? Because... The man was out of order. The whole house was in disarray. But Jesus came to town. By the time the service was over, all the children, those who couldn't hear, those who couldn't see, saw. Those who couldn't understand, understood. If only you roll away the stone, the voice of God will penetrate the stone of unbelief and doubt that this thing stinks. Some situations really do stink. Sometimes the woman has caused so much havoc in the house, the man's peace is in the bosom of another woman who makes him feel safe. So suddenly something is broken. So even though he feels he's safe, something is out of order at home. So Mary and Martha found themselves in a position where the situation stank. So when something stinks, we hide it. We put it away and we cover it so that nobody else will know what is happening in our homes. So what happened was that when Jesus said, roll it away, they rolled the stone and he spoke with a loud voice. Lazarus came out. The Bible says that he who had been dead for four days came out alive. Tonight we are going to go into dimensions of prayer because you see, when Lazarus came out, he came out alive. But the Bible says that he was bound. Do you realize that? So Lazarus came out of the womb, uh, of the tomb, but he came out bound, his hands, his foot, his face, everything was wrapped up. So some situations are such that the person, the man is alive, but he's tied up. 
And so Jesus, in his wisdom, didn't say to them, bring me Lazarus and let me take off all the grave clothes. He says, you lose him. Ma, Jesus says, lose him and let him go. The honest is on us. Ladies and gentlemen, Christ has come to set the captives free. He had come to raise that which was dead. Our lives from sin and destruction. From hell and anything that petrifies hell. That was the accomplished work at Calvary. Christ fought for the souls of everyone here gathered and many others. But we come out of the grave of destruction bound with issues. Obrazi is full of issues. Issues of temperament. Issues of let, um, um, okay, lesbianism or gayism. Issues of womanizing. Issues of not able to handle money properly. Gun, gambling. Issues of drunkenness. Disorder. Many, many issues. So the person comes out of the grave. Even though he's alive, he has issues. And God and his wisdom decided that if this person is to be loosed for purpose, the Bible says that when God created man, he saw that everything that he had made was good. The word good there in Hebrew is top, T-O-B, meaning that it is fit for purpose. Whatever God creates is fit for a purpose. When somebody, the one who sat down and manufactured the most beautiful car, or one of the most beautiful car, because I think Lamborghini Countach is the best. I said to my husband, one of the, your aim is to buy me a Lamborghini. Not just a Lamborghini, but a Countach. <laughs> so you work flipping hard. Because before Christ comes, I should be sitting in the Countach. I said, I don't honey. I said, I don't because I'm not ready to die yet. God hasn't given the money to buy me a <laughs> Hallelujah. But I know and I am confident of this fact. That everyone that God has created is fit for a purpose. The one who made the car knew that it was fit for a purpose. The one who even made the comb knew that it was fit for a purpose. Because without the comb, you and I will all look like madmen and women. The, the one who even made the hairbrush, the refrigerator, God gave them the wisdom to do something that was fit for a purpose. So the man you are married to is fit for a purpose. Because God saw in him good. Something that is precious. The enemy wants to paint everything that God has made good bad. He says, woe is you who cause evil good and good evil. There is a generation that causes everything that is good. You go to Europe, you, you go to the West. Listen, be happy in this country. We have something the West don't have. And that is a high moral standard. Everything goes. You, listen, you can sleep with a man on the streets and it is okay. Anything you want to do. The first week I went to England, 32 years ago, I was sitting on the bus. A child, about 7 years old, sitting on the bus. Those times you could smoke on the bus. And this little boy, he said, oh no, don't do it. 
What's wrong with you, woman? Seven years. No, who? It's the enemy of the car that don't do with him. It's about work we may do. Will you watch a seven-year-old in this country smoke? Me, my mother would take the child, take the fire from, her, from him, and slap the, the, the evil out of him. No, so when someone was there, I couldn't catch an old man. I'm a chain roller. Who is Listen, we don't smoke in public. Even us women, we don't smoke in public. You go to Europe, women smoke more than men. Sin is easy. So we have something precious here. And we have to hold it on so tight. If God hadn't called you to go to Abutri, stay here. And so God can bless you here. I tell you something. Most of my friends are left here. They are much wealthier than I am. And I've been there 32 years. Most of the people are left behind. They are making it good. When I come and they are treating me good, I'm saying, hey, what was I doing in England all these years? (laughs) I am saying this for you to understand that everything God has given you is good. And because it's good, that's what the devil is fighting. But you and I will stand in our places of authority. Because in Luke chapter number 11, my God, Jesus gave us a mandate there. And in Luke chapter 18, Jesus also gave us another mandate. There was so much in scriptures that God has given us authority and power to trample, to destroy, to uproot. I, I, uh, Jeremiah 51, 20 down there. Uproot, overthrown, destroy, overturn. Build, plant, establish all this power God has given us. How can we sit with so much power and be crying? How can we sit? How can Christ die on the cross and say to us that all power in heaven and on earth has been been given to me? I give this to you. Go in my name. Trample. Trample. Something, somebody says, trample. Over scorpions and snakes. What kills others will not kill you. He says, even when you drink poison in my name, you won't die. Most of the food that we eat, they are poisonous. But because we take the time to pray on it, and we leave the name of Jesus on it, that is why you and I are alive. We have so much power. The dynamite will not be ignited with the, I mean, with the, 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 the pin out. And be sitting there and wondering, oh, am I going to blow this place up? Oh, do I know how, oh, do I have what it takes to blow this? The dynamite knows, knows its purpose. The minute you release the pin, you are a dead man. We have been given power. Over all the powers of the evil one. And we can do some damage in the kingdom of darkness. So Jesus said, you lose him and let him go. And that is exactly what we are going to do tonight. Lose the men in our lives and let them go in the name of Jesus. I'm going to read some stuff to you. And then we'll rise up and pray.
There's so much here. I don't know where, which one to take out and which one to leave. But I believe that God in his wisdom has given us so much grace to be able to handle the issues that the enemy throws against us, not to destroy us, to establish our purpose in life because we have been created and we are fit for use. Hallelujah. So we are going to do some warfare in terms of releasing the men in our lives. Releasing the men in our lives, setting them free, and blessing them with every blessing that God in his wisdom has given them so that we as women and our children will stand in a place of great power and authority. Hallelujah. There is a glory that is coming into the house of God. There is a glory that is coming to the children of God. Because God has said that marriage is honorable in all, the enemy knows that above everything else that God has made, he has put, he has placed marriage above all. He has honored marriage above everything else that he made. His marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled. He added. Why God chose to add the bed undefiled is as simple as it is. Because God expects the bed, the matrimonial bed, to be undefiled. But the enemy seeks after the bed to defile. But today, tonight you and I are going to come to a place in our understanding that because God has given us power, yes, the man is here. You know, I said to me, I speak for men. I told you, I warned you yesterday, that I do men. And in course of my doing for men, if you are a woman and you want to be part of looking good and having a good life, you also, you start doing men. Because I said, by the time you understand that doing men is the best thing that God has called you to do, you will know your place. And it's a good place. The reason why I stand here confident as a wife is the fact that I, I have learned not just how to treat my husband, but how to war for him, for his soul. Because there's so much at stake. Sometimes, yesterday I was sharing with um, our sister something that is, you know, read in scripture that we always take for granted. We read and we are happy to destroy and condemn Herod, King Herod. You remember the story of Herod and how he died? The Bible said that this great man, you know, sometimes when we read something, we, are in, we just want to take the story and make a story out of it. The Bible says Herod was the king of Israel. He had been appointed by the Roman government to oversee the whole of Israel. And we're talking about Samaria and Jerusalem and all those 12 tribes. He was in charge of all of them. When I went to Israel, I went to where the angel of the Lord struck him dead. It's an amazing place. Herod sat in his throne and the little girl, that is his, his wife's daughter, who is not supposed to be even his wife, his brother's wife's daughter, 
happened to be dancing when Herod had brought all his, his friends, his dignitaries, to sit in that wonderful auditorium. As they sat there, this girl began to dance. And suddenly, the most powerful man in Israel lost his senses. He said to this girl, ask me anything. Up to half of my kingdom. You don't understand. A dignified man stands before a little girl and tells her, you can ask me for anything up to half of my kingdom. And all she did was to dance. Yes. Did you read that she did anything else apart from dancing? What was the behind that dance that made a king decide to leave half of his throne to a little girl? Do you know why a good man will wake up one day, he says, I love you, baby, I love you, honey, kissy, kissy, blessy, blessy. He goes and he comes back. He says, I'm so Honey, honey, kiss a kiss a lovey, lovey has turned into bad luck. What happened between the time he left the house to the time he came back? Something has happened. There, is, there are demonic waves. Words, entrapments, satanic agendas released, unleashed against men all the time. And if you don't cover the man, because the devil knows he is the head, he's the protector, he's the provider, he's the, he's, the, he's the one who puts all things together. That is how God made him. You are not the, listen, you could be the most powerful woman on earth, you cannot do what your husband can do. We are not called to be or to do what the man has been designed and assigned by God to do. He's a head. You cannot cut the head off and put it at the feet because the head is not performing. You can't cut the head off and put the arm there because the head is not performing. You will not see where he's going. The head dictates the focus. Everything about the body is sentenced on the head. As I wait, and when I went to England, I did many jobs. One of the most profound ones that I did was manage a mental health home. <laughs> I saw men. I called them memma. Professors, doctors, lawyers, dignitaries, mad. They've lost everything. When the head does not function, the whole body follows in disarray. These precious men with qualifications, with families, somewhere, somehow, one day, the enemy came in, they are mad. How does a, mad, a person become mad? Three ways. The first one is hereditary. If it is in a family and you are the one that the devil has chosen that it happens to you, you'll be mad. Number two, 
trauma. We sit here and we talk about things. Issues that happen to us that by the grace of God we are able to handle. Some men can't handle. So it makes them crazy. Number three, substance abuse, like drugs and alcohol. So, we realize that men are more susceptible to these three areas than women. Because all the mental health institutions, most of them are, are men. The devil is after the head. That is why you and I have to pray. And one man of God said, Alule, the dignified man, suddenly, the devil lose him. And he's talking and he's misbehaving as though he's not even a child of God. How does it happen? There has been an entrapment, a satanic, satanic agenda. Some girl at work who's not even a human being. I, in my few years as a Christian, I've seen just a circle after church. I was going, no, I was going to church. So I was coming from Awodomi Estates through circle. The person was coming from circle towards the industrial area. Whilst I was coming, I saw this woman. And as I was watching her, she was changing into everything that you can think about. <laughs> My God. What? In fear. In fear seeing what she was turning into. Hey, one moment. Okay. Another moment. My God. I was praying in tongues like a mad woman. By the time she got near me, I felt a demonic, a satanic agenda. And then the Lord said, Turn, she's, she's after somebody. And immediately I said, In the name of Jesus, I rescue that man. She has been sent to a vulnerable man. Yeah. Oh, then, uh, one moment her uh, hair is short. Another moment, why payment? Another moment, why end up? Why end up? Why end up? Why channel? Why you tune tune Why you call? It means that anything the devil wants to, the person to portray to catch the man, she's capable. She has it all. So she was changing in dimensions. Long, short, middle, broad, in of All of it. And she's after your man. We have to protect our man. We have to lose him. And let him go. We have a responsibility. Every man has a responsibility. Job said that I have made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon any maiden twice. If every man makes a covenant with their eyes, maybe God by his grace will... Help them. But not all men have made that covenant. So you as a woman, you make it for him. You look at him and say, honey, <laughs> so death, me and you, tea for two. I love you. I love you. Putu, 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 putu. No contenders. Me, everybody, when I wake up in the morning, me and my husband, we have our long phrases. As no contenders, as no challenges. If you don't find the words for both of you to say, somebody else will say, "You are mine." Ah, and therefore, anything I have, <laughs> walai Mine is mine. I have learned to 
to protect with my life everything that is rightfully mine. That's why I say, can't touch this. You can't touch it too. If it is mine, I will leave yours. You too, you will leave mine. There is a wall of fire around everything that is rightfully mine. And the devil cannot touch it. We have to guard our hearts and guard our homes. So ladies and gentlemen, are we ready for warfare? Hmm. Jesus has already given the command. Lose him and let him go. So this is exactly what you and I are going to do. Lose him and let him go. He's going to go out there as a king and a priest. The virtuous woman's husband is honored in the gate. When your husband steps out, everybody will bow to him. Because there's a woman that is so powerful behind the man. Making him look so good. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm not saying they don't have faults. They do. But don't we all? We too, we have serious issues. But God loves us. And when Jesus Christ was going into um, Jerusalem, this, this scripture in uh, Matthew chapter 21, I love so much. And it's a prophetic word from Zechariah 9, 9. When God said, when the prophet said, Daughters of Zion, behold, your king is coming. Sitting on the court, on the donkey in the court with it. God was assuring us daughters that our king, he is coming for us. He has us in mind. He loves us. He's, he's, he's mindful of us. And that is why he's asking you and I that if you, you cherish the things that he's given us graciously, we should protect it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So tonight we're going to do warfare. Listen, Saturday I'll be good to you. Saturday we are going to do pursue, overtake and recover all. Hey. Everything that you lost, you're going to recover. But today you're going to lose it. And let the person go. And let them go to be fit for purpose. When the man was created, God saw that everything about him was good. But tonight, by the time you finish praying, you and God will see that everything about him is good. And if you're a man, you will look at yourself and say, Mm-mm, I'm fit for purpose. I am everything that God designed me to be in the name of Jesus. Are we together? Okay. So when I go back there and I begin to read, I'll ask you to rise up. And we're going to do serious warfare. I told you, I am not here coming to do seven points for a good marriage. Eight points for a better word lesson. We have heard this man of God has been teaching for 30 years as a married man. Seven points, eight points, nine points, ten points. You're very important. We have to back it up with prayer. Okay? It is prayer. The reason why Jesus, when the disciples saw the miracles and the great works that Jesus was doing, they didn't ask him for anything else. They said, Master, teach us how to pray. Because they acknowledge that everything that he's doing, it is because he prays. Before he woke up in the morning, the master had been on the mountain interceding. The Bible says, with loud cries. You don't know, pray. <laughs> oh Lord, let me see. Let me see. Ah, let me see. Sure. Brakakatum brakataya. If what tongues now not that one, you can't go near. Tongues in the poor. But pushing back. It is no time as the kingdom of Jesus said, the kingdom of God has suffered so from the since the time of John the Baptist. And this it's all now. Or it's all now. And it's only the violent that take it by force. 
You cannot take something from a thief's hands who has a machete and a gun. You go, hey, 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 mommy. Oh, yeah. He's going to shoot you. So you can't touch. You don't touch him from stealing from you. Why do they come armed? They want to incapacitate you. They want to kill you and take what is rightfully yours. They're not just coming for your goods. They're coming to destroy as well. So when you, you catch the teeth, you're not going to say, this is mine. I work very hard. Uh, I've married for 32 years. Uh, I, when I met my husband, he didn't have anything. Now he's a rich man. You can't touch it. Oh yeah, you just keep saying that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Serious stuff. If I don't make you laugh, when you rise up, you, 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 you won't be able to pray. So I want to make you excited about what is happening in the future. The future of your marriage is good. It is fit for purpose. It was designed to bring pleasure to God and humanity. And that is exactly what is going to happen. By the time you, you, we finish praying tonight, God is, himself is going to... Um, do awesome things in our midst. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that when, when Lazarus came up, his hands and feet were tied up. Shall we rise up, please? Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. Nobody walks on the streets in grave clothes. When somebody comes out from the dead, the first thing they do is to take his grave clothes so that he can wear normal clothes. And this is exactly what we are going to do. We are going to take off every grave clothes because they belong to where? Grave clothes belong to where? The grave. So they stay in the grave. And they belong to dead people, not to living people. Hallelujah. Please, ask Thank you. I want a young man. I like your face. Come. You wear glasses. Come, please. The Bible says that we're going to demonstrate so that you see the impact. This is serious impact. Sometimes demonstrations help us see the full picture of what I want to say. So when he came out, his hands and his foot. He, when he came out, he came out bound hand and foot. Bring your hands forward. Hand forward. Hand forward. Another scarf. Somebody got another scarf. Because I can't tie this man's hand and... Oh, okay, ma. Okay. I'll take your beautiful scarf. Oh. Hmm. Thank you. So I'll use yours for the hand. Auntie, you don't mind. Well, whether you like it or not, that's what I'm going to do anyway. How would you do that? So the man was his hands were bound and his foot tried to walk for me. You see? Raise your hands up so far. So when your hands and your feet are tied up, you are limited. There is so when others are running to the top, it will take you years to get there. So we are going to untie his hands and his foot. Are we together? Yes. The Bible says the hands of a person symbolizes what? 
His wealth. God promised us, Deuteronomy 28 verse 12, He says, I will prosper the work of your hands. Okay? So if your hands are bound, there was a curse. You can't prosper. Because it's your hands that will make everything, will make good, everything of God, the gifts and the, 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 the talents and abilities are expressed through the hands. So if they are bound, it means you are limited. So tonight you're going to pray. No, I, you, know, you know something. Okay, let's start from there. Because normally, what I do is I, I start from the head. How did we get to the hand and foot when we didn't do the head? Was the head, let's go to chapter, uh, verse 43. Was it, um, okay, 44. 44 is a hand and foot. Okay, let's do the hand and foot. And then we'll do his face. It says hand, foot, his face were wrapped. So let's do the hand and foot. And then face. Okay. So now put Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 12. Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes you are looking for the scripture, you can't find it, but you know it's there. It's on the board. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Amen. The Lord will open to you his good treasures. The heavens to give you rain. To, to give the rain to your land in its season. And to bless what? Oh, hallelujah. You shall lend to many nations. But you shall not borrow. Hallelujah. This is a prophetic word for every man. That the Lord himself will open his good treasure over your husbands. Every man in your life. I'm telling you, when you pray for him, he won't leave you behind. <laughs> he won't. He won't dare leave you behind. Because you will lose everything and come back. Oh, no. It is not a curse. It's a promise. You don't pray for a man to make it and then he abandons you. And he thinks that he can chop it and be happy. Well, I a lie. It ain't happening. God will not let it happen. You'll be like the prodigal son. You will squander the money on riotous living. And you'll fain to eat scraps from the pigsty. I saw my dad, a rich man, left my mother for this girl. The first time I saw this girl, I thought she was my sister's, my big sister's friend. I opened the gate for her. I saw her. Because you're looking for my sister. Because what else is she looking for? Didn't realize it was my father's hair. After 40 years of marriage, my mother sticking with a man. My, my mom used to pay for my dad's workers. My dad was a hard-working woman. She was a baker. She had other businesses. When my father is hard up, she pays the workers. My father had houses. He had flats. He was the one who began to build snitch flats. He was the one, the first contractor who was awarded that contract. So anytime he built the flat, they give him the, the block of flat, they give him one flat. He had 13 flats with all our names and houses. That young girl came and took. My father sold all the flats and the woman, it wasn't enough for her. 
My father was reduced to nothing. Now he was begging. He goes to the bank and he is crying on the ground, begging. Give him loan. They will look at him and they will shake their head. It won't happen to you. <laughs> Telling you, sad story. So when you are praying for the man, don't worry. You be you listen. Believe any pharmacy. You have to So pray for him. The world, the Lord will open to you His good treasure, the heavens. Oh, hallelujah! To give the rain to your land in its season. This is your season. And the Lord will bless all the work of your hands and you shall lend to many nations. He wasn't even talking about individuals. He was talking about nations. This is a supernatural wealth. Wealth transferred, you will not borrow. I that one one even better. It is a curse to borrow. None of, no member of this church, no man in this church will ever borrow. In the name of Jesus. So we are going to pray that the Lord will bless so that this man's hands will be untied. Are we together? So the more you pray, the more I begin to lose the hand. Me, I'm God now. <laughs> so I'm watching your tongues, how heavy they are. And I'll begin to untie this man's hands. And release God's good treasure to him. I am demonstrating it so you understand how important this is. To God and yourself. Are we together? If you are tired, hold somebody's hands. If you are standing next to your husband or a friend who knows, just hold your hands. But if you feel that you can do it this by yourself, it's okay too. Are we together? Okay. I always do it with the worship team. To me, Yanko, Ponoza. To me, Yanko, Dita.
Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Take out the song. Thank you. I want us to pray the scripture. The worship people can, can sing without the words. Hallelujah. Because I want us to pray the words. We are praying the words. You can pray anything outside the words. So we are praying in the name of Jesus. Pray. It is, your prayer will determine how this man's hands are released. How your husband's hands are released. How your sons are released. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will open to me. I will open to my husband and my son and my brother.
of Jesus. Amen. Now his feet. When the feet is tied up, the person is limited. He can't go any far. He can't go far. Jabez prayed, the Lord, that you will you bless me indeed and increase my territory. You can only increase when you can go forward. So we are praying that his, his feet will be released that this man can go forward and achieve greatness. In the name of your husband can go forward and achieve greatness. Your husband can go forward and work exploits for Jesus. That is what we are praying for. Are we together? In the name of Jesus. So put the prayer of Jabez on. You should know. I'm not telling you the scripture. You have a good teacher here. Put the prayer of Jabez for his feet. In the name of Jesus. Are we together? Shall we pray? I pray that the Lord himself will release your husband to make inroads in life. He will not struggle to walk with me. He will not struggle to achieve. Are we praying? Pray please. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see how he's struggling. I'm holding on to him. He still can't walk properly. This is how he is at the moment. The man is not, is not doing very well. The man is not doing very well. And if you push him so far, he will fall flat on his face because his feet are bound. He can't make any heroes. Pray and release him. Pray and release him. Pray and release him. That all oh, the Lord will enlarge his territory. And that the Lord will enlarge his territory. That the hand of the Lord shall be upon him. In the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Pray for yourself as a man. The Lord enlarge my territory. You have called me to prosper. And I release your prosperity. That I will abound unto every good work. That I will not fail in my business. I will not fail at work. Even when they are making everyone redundant. I will be the only man standing. I will not lose my job. I will have so many opportunities. For favor. Hey, pray for favor for him. He needs your help. The man is not going further. And it's not doing very well. Oh, Jesus.
name of Jesus. Oh, he's walking a bit faster without help. He's walking a bit faster. He is going. He's going without support. Then it's better. You are doing a good job. Keep praying. Keep praying. Now he's walking faster. He's walking faster. Oh, the Lord is enlarging him. He's stretching him. He's blessing him. He's equipping him. He's giving him wisdom for business. Wisdom for excellence. Oh, God is enabling him. Oh, to excel. In ingenuity. And inventive ideas. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And I begin to walk. Walk and run. In the name of Jesus. Look at your husband go. Look at your husband. Look at your husband. Look at your husband. somebody's wife. She's not yours. He doesn't know where he's going. Just in case there is a case. Oh yeah, you're catching. Oh, you're being shot in seven for him run back. Somebody help him back. So he doesn't. Hey, there's a baby there. There's a young girl. As he went, if there was a pit, he would have fallen into it. 
the pit of evil that the enemy had dug. God bless sister. The enemy, they dig pits for our men to fall in. But never again in the name of Jesus. Because today we are going to untie Christ. Hold on. Let me read something. We are going to lose his eyes from blindness that he will see right. And put on the board Isaiah chapter 11 verses 3. <laughs> Isaiah 11. The Bible says that his delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. Nor decide by the hearing that one will do later. Oh, you, are, you see, he's even finding it difficult to breathe. Yes. He's finding it difficult to breathe. I'm sorry. I don't go, don't, who says you can't take your nose out? Your face, your whole face is covered. You tell me to loosen the cord a little, but you, your face must be covered. You see how when you give somebody one inch, they want to take ten. I was loosening his nose, I want you to terminate with him. Keep it there, young man. He will what? He will not judge by the sight of his eyes. When you read further, it says he will judge righteously. But with righteous judgment, he shall judge the poor. So when you judge by the sight of your eyes, you don't judge righteously. So we are praying for a supernatural insight. The man will see beyond what he sees. Oh, hallelujah. That God will give the man discernment. That his eyes will see beyond what he sees. No shape, no form, no demon with entity or without entity will entice him because his eyes are judging righteously. He will only see what is right and nothing else in the name of Jesus. When you ask your husband, did you see my friend wearing that nice dress? Also, which friend and which dress? He didn't look. That is what you want. Yes. He only sees what you are wearing. Oh, honey, you look good. He sees every woman like a tree. Oh, yes. Let every woman remain a tree in the sight of your husband. Amen, sister. Yes. But no man will see anyone else. No other woman apart from his own wife. No married man. Righteous judgment. He will see right. So when we begin to loosen him, then I will release this man's eyes that you will see. Keep your nose in there because you are not free to smell yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we together? These are serious stuff, you know. Eyes. The Bible says man looks. <laughs> man what? So you know why they keep looking. In England they say, oh, you can look but you don't touch. If you look, you keep looking. Will touch. We don't want the man to see to touch. We want him only to have you and to hold. That was the covenant. To have and to hold. You are the only one he can have and hold. Hey, you women, you the way you are looking at me, I want you to be excited about the future of your marriage. Are we together? 
So let's pray because this man is struggling, but I'm not setting him free until you've prayed. Shall we? That's your scriptures. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus. My son, Daddy Bianda, pray that your husband's delight will be in the fear of the Lord. In the fear of the Lord, he will see what God wants him to see. In the name of Jesus. That you will not judge anything by what he sees, but with righteous judgment. Pray in the name of Jesus, Mandariapa. Pray that you will, as a man, you will only see what God wants you to see. Or if you're a married man, only what God wants you to see. If you're unmarried, you only see your wife, your future wife. And no other woman. No other woman. If you're unmarried man, say to God, Father, all I want to see is my future wife. Let every other wife, let every other woman be blinded to me. Only show me my future wife. And if you are married, oh Lord, anoint my eyes to see the beauty in my wife. Anoint my white eyes to see the glory and all the virtues in my wife. In the name of Jesus. And if you are a woman, you are praying. My God, let him see no other woman. Let him see no other woman. Apart from me, Lord, keep him righteous. Keep him in the fear of the Lord. Keep him holy. Protect my, my, my marriage. Protect my husband from the strange woman. From the strange woman. From the adulterous woman. From the destroyer of homes. In the name of Jesus. Protect my husband's eyes. Don't let him see anything. Anybody else apart from me, Mosai. It is a scriptural prayer. It is a biblical prayer. It is a righteous prayer. So pray it. Tell God, if you're a man, make a covenant with your eyes. Make a covenant with your eyes like Job. And say to God, that I will not see any look upon any other maiden. I only see my wife. Even Job, no matter how evil his wife was, he didn't go after any other woman. His wife was a cantankerous woman. She wasn't a God-fearing woman. That that man made a covenant that you will not marry any other person. He will stick to that woman. Pray, man. Pray. Holy Ghost. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open your eyes. Now walk freely. Hallelujah. It's no time to touch or feel. Now you can see where you are going without struggle. Now come, let's release your nose, okay? So you can breathe easy. The nose symbolizes discernment, your ability to sniff evil even before they happen. That is why I said dogs have six senses because they can sense things that we humans don't can even sense. How can an animal have more senses than us? You are praying to God and heighten, heighten my spiritual sensitivity, heighten. Spiritual sensitivity that he can sense evil before they come. 
He can sense the strange woman before she draws near. He can sense a strange friend. My very good brother friend here in this country went to a restaurant with three friends. Man of God. All of them were elders in the church. His friends were elders. So plus him four. After church, they said we want to do men's things. So they went out to eat together. And the women also went out to eat. Whilst they were eating, the three of them asked my friend, do you like desserts? They said, oh, me, I'm watching my figure, you know, all this, you know, I've stopped eating so much sugar, so I don't eat desserts. Then the three started laughing. He says, ah, why? I said, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Look at you. We are talking about, you know, desserts. Which dessert are you talking about? So it means you have been eating the same food all these years. He says, ah. He's still, because the pure, all things are pure. They eventually got him to understand that you should have a concubine, his mistress. He was so shocked. He, he fled, left his friends in the restaurant. I said, went home and says, ah. We are changing branches. Let's go to the English chapter. <laughs> Left. Hey! All my friends have dessert. I'd rather stick with you. If my friend wasn't discerning, suddenly, I think I've been eating the same food for a long time. He sensed evil before it came. He fled. The Bible says, Flee you for last. He fled. So this nose that this man has been trying to uh, breathe properly. We are going to set his nose to, to sense evil. Whilst he's praying, God will open, heighten his, you know, his, his discernment so much that when before evil comes, you know, mm, this person that has been giving me food recently, I think I have to watch it. Suddenly, he wakes up to the fact that I shouldn't be eating Sister Wise's food because I think even though I can't cook, I will put something together for myself. Because Wise has, has intentions. We're going to pray and leave this nose to sense evil before they come. Are we together? You are praying for yourself for this thing as spiritual things. We have seen how God has set many, many men free before they were entrapped to something so nasty. And then when the women began to confess, we were so grateful to God that the men sensed it and fled. That's what you are going to do for your husband and yourself as a man. Because by the time Obanity which will come for me, not all men are able to rise up. To come out well. So we are praying that he will sense what to eat. Where to put his fufu, which soup to. Are we together? Shall we pray? Don't lose momentum in the name of Jesus. 
This man has to sense what is evil and what is good. He has to sense what is good and what is evil. In the name of Jesus, you have to sense it by the power of the blood of Jesus. Every man must. And you women are praying, Father, protect my husband. Heighten his perception. Heighten his discernment. So that he will know what is evil and what is good. He will be able to differentiate the friends to work with. Because the Bible says bad company corrupts. If his friends are bad, they will corrupt a good man. Oh, you are praying that you will sense when his friends are bad to leave the company and join himself with righteous men and women. In the name of Jesus, pray, 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 pray. Oh, Balabro Sakataria, today is a day of deliverance for your life, for your family. You are praying for your posterity. You are praying for your future. You are praying for your children's children. In the name of Jesus, your life, their lives depend on how well you live. Your, your lives depend on you. Oh, heighten the sentiment. Heighten the sentiment. They will see evil. They will sense evil. Oh, brasakatada brakandaya. Hey, amosata. Evandolo brawakanda. Ebrakandolo brawakataya. That an innocent man will not be entrapped and tied to do evil. In the name of Jesus, a good man will remain good. A good man, your good husband will remain good. Or you will remain good. God says, hey, the Lord says, let those who are good remain good. And let those who are evil remain evil. Because he is coming with his reward in his hands to give to everybody according to their works. Pray that you remain righteous. Pray that the Lord himself will cause your discernment to be heightened. You will know, you will sense. You will know and you will sense evil before they happen. In the name of Jesus. Hey. You, 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 if you were here, you would have... He exhaled. He breathed. Hallelujah. Now this man, if you put something nasty outside, that stinks, he will smell it. And he would say to the wife or somebody, I think we better clean that thing up. Because it doesn't smell nice. Before, he couldn't sense it. He couldn't smell it. We want to do this. When you go home, please, don't just do it because you have come to church. Let me be part and parcel of your wife. And the, the, the battles, some of them are won in one day. Others, it takes a long time. So you're not giving up until you see the change. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So this man's ears, because the whole head was covered, ears, hear it. The Bible says that my sheep hears my voice. But if you and I will be honest, do we always hear the voice of God? Sometimes he's speaking so loud, you think it's the devil giving you wahala. God is speaking to you, don't do this. Don't turn right. You said you will turn right. By the time you realize you are stuck in that pit, you can't come out. God says, wake up and pray. He said, I'm so tired, I have to sleep a little bit. Until you realize that it's too late, something evil has happened. God will tell you, wake up and pray for that son. I was here in this country when I came to bury my, my, my father two years ago. When we came back from Apam, that, that Monday night, about 3 a.m. in the morning, the Holy Spirit just woke me up. He said, pray for Nana, that is our last born. I said, 
She was writing her final exams in uni. I said, pray for her. Use Psalm 23. I said, okay. So I opened the chapter, started praying from the verse 1, not knowing what was happening. I couldn't call because it was too early in the morning to call England. The following day, when we woke up, we called. My daughter's friend said to me, your daughter, Nana is in a coma. I said, Gabby is in a coma. My Gabby is in a coma. What is she doing in a coma? As we prayed, she came out of coma. She was going to write her final paper. The devil knew that my daughter was going to come out first class. So he wanted to kill her. She wrote her, fa- her final paper and came out first class to the glory of God. Hallelujah. And now if I tell you what my daughter does, I'm not copying. I'll tell your pastor. I'm not in the position. She's finished uni one and a half years. I'm telling you, high level. The devil knows, knew, knowing her future, wanted to finish her before she even finishes school. When you hear God's voice, he prompts you. Some people, our years have been seared with hot iron. God keeps telling you, don't, don't, and now he stops saying it. We are praying that from today, our years will hear. Jesus said, I, I, all that the Father, all I hear the Father say is what I say. Amen. And what I see him do is what I do. Our ears are going to be connected to the ears of God. So what he's saying is what we hear. And then we'll also be able to say the same. Are we together? So Father, open my ears. The, the, the first time I prayed that prayer, in the night, I saw myself with them. Helping. I didn't mean so The wax was as long as from the door to here. I was pulling it out. See, Jesus, my God, all this in my ears. You will pray and God will release your ears. Are we together? Please, if you are tired, you can sit by you can pray. But if you feel that you want to stand, stand. I don't want anybody to pass out because of me. If you feel that you are tired, sit down. God hears our prayer. Why are we lying down, sitting or standing? Are we together? It is not him. This is serious. This is very serious. My own son. Let me tell you something. When he was born, he was a genius. The boy was speaking when he was four months old. Four months. Four months. Car. Choo-choo train. Mommy, daddy. No struggle. Because I was teaching him in my womb. I was talking to him when I'm cooking. I said, son, I wanted a boy. My husband wanted a girl. I said, I had a son first. I son, I'm cooking this. I tell him everything. Son, I'm going out. Son, I'm, when I'm doing the hoovering, I'm doing the hoovering. Do you know what a, a vacuum cleaner is? It is, I'll describe the machine. When, he, when the boy was born, he was born running. By the time he hit one year, my son became deaf and dumb. He couldn't hear anything. He couldn't speak. It was speech therapy in the mama, me Nothing. One day in church like this, a preacher had come from Ghana and when he finished preaching, preaching, he said, pray and set your families free. What I'm doing, I have experienced it. 
Whilst I was praying for my son, I saw my son sitting on the horse, man of God. But his face was facing the back of the horse. And his head was, the back, his back was facing the head. The devil had turned my son's life backwards. Sir, <laughs> not on my watch. I went to a place called Ashbenham Place in Hastings. It's a prayer center for Christians. Seven days fast, only water. I prayed, God said to me, if I go and turn the tables. So I went. Fast and praying, fast and praying, Lord, my son. That time I've also had a daughter. My son and my daughter, they are a year apart. July, July. Yes, my daughter was also born. A friend brought my daughter a beautiful dress. I put the dress on him. And shum eczema from the crown of her head to the source of her feet. Blood in her court. God said, If you got to do something about this, no doctor can fix this. I went to Ashbenham at first fasting. I was praying. On the sixth night, in the middle of the night, into oh, the seventh day, my God, your God is coming to me. Yeah. Whilst I was, when I finished praying, my bedside lamp, I switched it off. Suddenly, I saw light coming into my room. Every night, those who watch the place, the administrators, these two white people, they will come and invite me to go and dinner. I said, I'm not eating. They think I will die. So every night, they come to my room and they bring a glass of milk. Jocelyn, please, don't die here. To avoid every, I take it, but when they go, I pour it in the sink. So when I switch off the light, it was about 1 a.m. Whilst I was praying, I said, Oh, energy in the mark, I'm bound for that. Thank you. So when I switch off the light, I saw light coming. I was, Oh, no, not at 1 a.m. But the light was getting bigger and bigger. Suddenly, my home room was like, They have put one million volts of light. Brightness, great, great light. My God. Then I saw the Lord Jesus coming through my door. One, one child on his left arm, one child on his right arm. Me, I was leaning on the bed like this, shaking. Jesus, he came close to my bed and it was an apron. Now you got your children back. He gave my children back to me and he disappeared. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. The following morning, I called my husband. I said, the battle has been won. He came to pick me up. We went home. The following day, my baby was sitting on my lap. I saw Fifi walking around. Something says, called Fifi. Mr. Fifi, bra. Use my hand. He came. Also, she now swap. Ah, Jesus. When I looked through the ears of my son, it's as though cement, concrete. Obey still holding. But can I go to concrete? It's still You got a war. Mission one is the mala. Somebody said, take the happy. Make the happy. That thing was as hard as pebbles. But when I put the pin in, it penetrated. 
round hard stone came out of my heart, my son's ear. Another one. Mitisham. Two hard stones. Now I'm try mobile phone. You want cameras, you want camera phone. I'm going back 29. My son is 30 years. He'll come to church on Christmas. They all come in for Christmas. You celebrate and you see my beautiful children. You love them. I took those stones out. Mr. Fifi. I said, yes, mommy. Hi, listen. John made, made a declaration in scripture. I said, the things that we have handled, seen, and heard. That is what he tells you. We are witnesses. We have handled Jesus and his power. If the years of the man is sealed up, your prayers can remove them. Just as my son's years, I, stones came out. My son, when he writes his essays, the headmaster keeps them on his wall. Because which black boy has power? with English language. So much power. Five years or two of a thousand page book on concurrent children's books. On big books. He has wealth of wisdom and knowledge with the English language. Command. They don't understand. The enemy saw his future. Let me seal his ears and his mouth. Because he couldn't hear, he couldn't speak. When his ears were opened, he could speak again. You're going to set the man free. I'm telling you, if you are tired, sit down but pray. But I'm telling you this for you to understand that the enemy doesn't like you or your family because you are so valuable. <laughs> are we together? The other side. Oh, you leave your nose. That's for your nose. You are <laughs> so you're high. Oh, yes. You are praying. Because immediately his ears are open, he can also speak the word of God in truth. Shall we pray? Lord, give my husband the years of Samuel to hear each whisper of your word. Give him Samuel's ears. Give him the ears of Jesus. You say, Lord, open my ears to hear your unadulterated word. Every whisper. You say, pray, Lord, my ears. Put your hands in your ears. Put your hands in your ears. In the name of Jesus, at the time, Brakataya Brosata, Imrayana Ayata, Holy Ghost, everything that prevents me from hearing your voice, be removed, be removed. In the name of Jesus, every deafness, every spiritual deafness, satanic deafness. Every evil voice, I silence. 
beautiful voice and pray that you will only hear the voice of God. Pray that your men will only hear the voice of God. No other voice. Jesus said, my sheep, my sheep hear my voice and they will follow. Pray that he becomes an obedient sheep. An obedient sheep. An obedient sheep. In the name of Jesus. Kohen is not somebody's name. It's an office. 
and it means that this man stands before God. Here's what God has to say, and he comes to tell you, that says the Lord. So this priest, your husband is going to be the one who will hear from God and tell you, my wife, this is what God is saying. Clap for Jesus. Jeremiah, I sought for a man to stand for them. I found none. Even God, he wants to destroy, but he's still looking for somebody to prevent him from destroying. That is his mercy. So when you stand to pray for some, somebody, especially your man, whatever evil had, that had been intended for the person stops. Even when it's coming from God. You forgot Zipporah. God has said to Moses to go and set the people free. He took him from, uh, um, where was he? Jethro's house. He sent him back to Egypt to set the people free. On their way to Egypt, the Bible said, an angel of the Lord sought to kill Moses. Ah! Why would you want to kill the person that you are sending to go and set the people free? Because he had not circumcised his son. Because he had not done what? Immediately, Zephora takes the son, circumcises, throws the skin to his feet. The angel releases the man. You have no idea. You would be where women, we are powerful. If you sleep, you destroy the man. We want to rise up every moment. When is asleep? I sh- Let me tell you this secret. If I want my husband to make a righteous decision, and we've been talking about it, don't tell him I said it to him. If you tell him, uh, I talk and talk and talk. I love to talk. So I think I can make impact with my voice. The man, why an agenda that he's not listening to for? Actually, he's confessed many times. Honey, what cast off? The most of my silly master, the okay, why? selective hearing. They may pay me, they may person my twat, and I say, I could just say, What can you have? In the night when he's sleeping, eh? I told you he has a nice head like your husband, your, your pastor. But the Holy Spirit. Any decision that is contrary, I know what you are telling me that as a family we should do. And this man is using every manly, don't think too much. Just do. Oh my God. Jesus comes and tells a man who has been sitting down 38 years, do you want to walk or say me? Man club, man Amy, 38 years. Do you want to be made? Simple question. Waka for his. 
don't think too much. But the for someone not be released. Holy Ghost influences thoughts. Into your son, upon your bumper, you miss honey. Who's that? And now somebody comes home. Me, I'm a dream. Oh, that's the magic. But since they will find that it works. If it's the godly advice you want your man to do, don't talk too much. He will hear and he will obey. For him, is that well? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I've just presented you hands of our men. Part of the vision. Conceived 10 years. I've traveled many places with it. I've seen God do great things with men. I've heard testimonies that will blow your mind. A man, a pastor calls me. I'm mentoring his wife. My final story, then I sit down. I'm mentoring this. I mentor pastor's wives. It's a calling. It's not a privilege. It's an assignment. Because God has entrusted so much into my hands. I have learned it the hard way. I didn't have help. I learned it hard. So God said, tell them how not to do it. So I'm not just saying it because I know how. I'm telling them, I blew it, so don't blow it the way I blew it. You know the trick. Ma, Jay, that's it. So I mentioned this wonderful pastor. One day, you know, I kept telling my husband that sometimes when the pastor's wife calls me, the things they tell me, I don't believe a pastor could do it. Oh, honey, who's a mom, 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 Call me and destroy their husband to me. What would they get by it? Oh, every time I talk about issues, because I want him to pray with me about the issues, I say, oh, then one day, God in his wisdom, the man that had been giving the wife so much pain called me. Immediately he called me, I put my phone on uh, speaker. But if I Hey, I mean, you know, you're crossing you. You're crossing. When you never want PhD, me you look crossing. Mommy embarrassed. Me and my mommy share. When you never want PhD, okay, two sentences. When you never want PhD, not that count. I'm not joking. Oh, my husband was sitting there. Hey, oh, they it's a training. Catch a long school. The professor never there. Okay, professor, it's a book. I'm a troy. And what the man troy is now. Because of people something that need you, want me to be introduced, and I'm a friend, embarrassed. Hey, I'm not telling you a story of true truth, as God is my witness. This woman is not crossing your your nurse. Oh yes, qualified nurse in England. Nebisa, and not cover no kuniya or not your PhD. Yes, Papa. You be 
When I tell him how the women are hurting, it means sin. Free for that man. And then, let me tell you the end of the story. This man, when he's invited to preach anywhere in this world, and the preacher cannot afford to pay for his wife, first remember, clap for Jesus. Hey, the wife is hooked. Everywhere. He wants the wife to be sitting there and be preaching and he looks into her face and he says he gets more anointing and inspiration. The same question you know. But one child is in the first book a child because or introduce her she now had his trophy. She is now the head pastor of their church. Because the prophet I have seen God change the violent offender, me, to become so tender. God can change me. Nothing is too difficult for him to do. But I want to encourage somebody. Keep praying. Don't give up. There is hope. God said to his children, there is hope. For, the, for your future. Jeremiah 33. He says, tell my children there is hope for their future. When you read that, Jeremiah 33 is such a profound chapter. If you read from 31... From chapter 1 to 30, Mr. Mananam and Pedamakan, even to 31, it starts getting interesting. Because that is when the prophetic promises of God comes to bear. God is a good God. If He says there is hope for your future, and your children will come back to their borders, as you pray, your children are restored back to their borders. Their places of their influence, authority, power, and grace and giftings will come to bear. Everything that has been lost is recovered. There is hope for your families. Hold on. If he's not dead, he will come back. I've seen men crawl. I've seen a man bring a woman to their matrimonial bed. The woman saw it. I and my husband were standing there below the stairs. The woman went up the stairs, opened the door. The husband had brought another woman. She collapsed. With a baby in her front, she fell back on the stairs like this. My husband caught him, caught her mid hair. She would have broken her neck, died. We went to the living room. The man didn't even come out. He finished his business before he came out. When he came out, he came out with the woman holding her hands. My husband said, so Can you um, take a taxi for the woman so that we can talk? I said, Hey, master, open this year. There's a taxi, man. This respected my husband took the woman. My husband took the wife's hands. We saw my friend. The baby is crying. We all coming. We knelt in the living room. We joined hands. All my husband said, Father, don't let the man have peace until he comes back. Oh, it didn't take one day, three years. 
the woman from Lagos, the time Aluta, Aluta see now Ogwaneba London, Oje Drudol Bajobinukuno, Namiyankunukuno, the friend. Three years, the man never stepped home. Abano Ayarasta, being on smoking down, why should we are, my name is Okode. Wow. One woman came and took a good woman, a good man away. Oh, yeah, not a soon, but dampen. When the man was coming, they used to say, all the years they were married, he never said sorry. I said, I'm going to go to my house. I said, I'm going to go to my house. He sorry, I'm going to go to my house. He said, I'm going to go When he was coming back, that time when the man left, they only had one child. When he was coming back, what was this stuff in The wife never changed the door keys. He put the keys in the door. He crawled. Oh, no, you fully true for my own living room. No, sister doesn't. And then, as I do, Baba, I do, Jimmy, why? I do, Jimmy. Should you hear me? I do, I'll pet no, which means you see me. Now, the man, <laughs> now they have five children. Now, the man is a, the elder of the church. Osha will come out while I'm the patrol. <laughs> yes. It is the doing of the Lord, and it is marvelous in our sight. Listen, don't give up. When they go, and God hasn't said they should go, they'll come back. I want to encourage you. This thing that we are in, it is till death. And nobody is killing you either. When it is your time and you have finished your work, God will take you as home to rest. Until then, we war for the things that are important to us. Hold on. God loves you for every man in this house. I just want to encourage you. We need you. You are too important to us. We love you. And God loves you more. And God wants you back standing in the position of authority and the grace, the anointings, and the wisdom that he gave you from the beginning to lead the home. And I know that whatever had taken it out, God has restored it. And you will be that... That man who makes all things beautiful at home. And we as women, we will help you become that great person. So don't give up on us. God bless you. We love you. See you on Saturday.